What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another episode of The Breaks Radio. I am one of your hosts. That is CEO Hayes, and I am joined by, you know, at least three-fourths of the team is here. Baylor will be joining us a little bit later, but first up, we got Miss Mary Almonte. What's going on? We here. <laughs> that sounds so just enthusiastic. We also got the rare wine connoisseur himself, Marquise, in the building. Oh uh-huh. uh, no! Uh, no. Too soon. Okay. So, Marky, I have a I have a question to ask you. Like, so I see, I know you you have your wall of sneakers behind you. Like, do you have to pay the nursing home extra to allow you to store your sneakers in the nursing home, or is that like? <laughs> I'm just imagining oh. secretly in a nursing home. <laughs> Oh boy! Oh, when the man. jokes come back. Oh, I know that. I oh, believe me, I know it's coming back. I'm not even worried about it. It'll come. I'll be ready for it. Um. <laughs> Welcome to the Breaks Radio. We got a great show planned for you guys today, but unfortunately, we do have to start it on uh, more of a somber note. Unfortunately, the world lost a legend um, when we lost DMX at the age of 50. Uh, we talked a little bit about his health situation last week. It, of course, took a turn for the worse, and uh, DMX is no longer with us. Um, anything, anybody, if you want to start with some kind words, your favorite DMX moment. Um, but I think we we would be remiss if we didn't start it. You know, peace to his family, all of his loved ones, and you know, we we lost somebody who was special uh, to the culture. Uh, but Mary, I'll come to you first. Bruh, this was like the worst possible outcome, right? Like last week we were really saying how we weren't ready to lose him. The culture needed him. And then then we got the freaking fuckery on Thursday with people rushing to report things first, falsely reporting that he was dead. So in a sense, though, I do think that did sort of prepare us for when he actually did die the next day. Um, but there really is no preparation, right? Like it's still... I truly do feel like it is like his tribute to Aaliyah, where it's like, you know, I'm having trouble accepting that you're gone, so I won't. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just going to, we're just going to pretend like you went away for a while. Um, I guess, I think what is giving me some kind of comfort, solace through this um, is that he left us with so much. I mean, honestly, like he has left us with an impeccable body of work. Most of his songs, honestly, will live forever. And they stayed relevant o- over a span of 20 plus years. And I mean, even like interview and, and you know, personal type of, of content he left behind. I mean, I went and rewatched his Drink Champs, which really was the last one right before, um, you know, the most recent one, the Cam one that just dropped. And the gems that he dropped in there were, I mean, it was actually eerie because it was almost as if he knew he was going to die soon. I mean, when you really go back and rewatch it, I mean, at one point he literally said, if it were all to end tomorrow, like my last thought would be, I had a good life. Like that, hearing him say that was comforting and scary at the same time, but he really did have like these last few months, even starting with the verses in like, you know, December, I think it was, um, to sort of revisit his life and receive his flowers. I mean, honestly, when you look at it that way, who can kind of ask for anything more? So there you go. That's yeah, great way to put it, Marky. Yeah, I think that clip that you sent um, earlier, um, 
about him and the butterfly stomping on the roses, man, the, the flowers. I mean, that was beautiful, the way he painted that picture and the, and the passion behind it. Um, one of the, the most impressive things I've noticed, I started paying attention to, like, Drink Champs and all these other podcasts when they talk about certain artists or when other artists are mentioned. And then you, you look at how other artists respond to those rappers. So, obviously, everybody hates Vlad. Um, nobody really cares about Lord Jamar. But when you see rappers talk about other rappers, oh, yeah, you remember when Cam was at this place, blah, 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 you expect Cam to just give you the truth. That's all it is. But when you speak to certain people, you never hear anything bad about X. You never hear any negative stories. You never hear any commentary about how bad he was as a person. It was everything everyone had to say about him, no matter what he went through. If he was, when he was troubled, every, no one ever had anything bad to say about him. They have a great DMX story. Even the video, I remember one of the videos um, when everybody was freestyling, and I think it was Big Pun, Most Deaf, and the rest of them, and he was there, and you just heard his little, but he had that respect. He was a rapper and an MC. He was like Pac, not 2.0. He had that embodiment of what hip-hop is. They're completely different rappers, but what hip-hop stood for, those are the two that you would look at and be like, that's hip-hop right there. Um, one of my favorite moments of, of, of X is always that story about him and him and Jay battling on a pool table. Yeah. So you keep hearing yeah, fractions the of battle. the battle from different sources and everything. Damn. But, you know, every, apparently um, uh, Jay won, allegedly. But just imagine what he went through, um, you know, all, all the different battles he, he had, all the artists he worked with, you know, at, at their, their peaks, even or, you know, the beginning before they peaked, you know, he worked with Mace, he worked with um you know the locks and everything he fit in with all those different cultures in hip-hop he fit in with all um with gangster rap he fit in with you know the thuggery just the, the smooth shit crime story and everything he told good stories and all that his body of work wasn't as impressive oh, excuse me no i'm, I'm gonna rephrase that his body was more impressive and what I mean by that because i hated flesh flesh on my flesh but i looked at some of the songs i mean there's some real deep songs up there like slipping was fucking amazing his third fourth and fifth and sixth attempts again you can pull songs away from that like no one else can do this and those soundtracks, I forgot X was gonna give it to him. Was on um that movie Romeo's Romeo's gonna die. I forgot that. Like that's that song is like yo. Who else can do a song like that? There is no other artist aside from Busta Rhymes that has that type of um that energy. But you really can't compare the two. There's no other rapper that that can do what X did. And again, I always said it before. He could have been the greatest rapper alive mm. if he had that opportunity. X was special because. He- we got to see his flaws. We got to see his imperfections. We got to see the darkness. We got to see so many different sides. And like the same person who would rap about so uh, about being depressed and, and and going through shit would be the same one. The first one to, that people would ask to pray in in settings like so. X was X was was special. He was unique. And I get what you're saying when you say um, that like when you compared him to Pac, not as an artist, but as what he meant to hip hop, because that was absolutely true. Um, and like. What what's you guys said it all? There's not much left to be said. Like DMX was um, amazing, not just a rapper or artist or even a celebrity, just as a person. And the the different sides that we've gotten to see with him in like the last year, like to what Mary said since the verses, like that was to see somebody like the 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 growth right from DMX being young and and battling shit to like being the old guy who's sitting there like I, I i always will remember that scene of him in the verses where he's eating annihilators and like asking everybody like you want some like ask like throwing them around like and dancing to snoop like we it was special and so like that 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 moment is yeah. is was something special for me to be like i've literally followed dmx's career the whole fucking time and like to see that 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 growth and like just the man that he was in every stage of it has been amazing yeah yeah 
it's, it's sad. Like, and I always say, I don't, have you ever noticed when certain artists die, it always, you can kind of feel it. Aside from Nipsey and the rest of them, like when, when Big died, you kind of felt this, a storm coming when Pac died. Um, and I always said, I think at some point after my beautiful dark tw- twisted fantasy, I thought he was kind of going into that he might end up dying kind of thing. You know what I mean? But it's with X, his body, I know that sounded weird, but his body of work and just where he was and everything he went through in that long break, everyone still thought of X. And I remember when he was supposed to have an album coming out. And everybody's like, oh shit, yo, X might have an album coming out. Then Swizz and the rest of them, like, we're going to get this, we're going to do the production on it. And then you heard that Jay took him to rehab and everything. And then he's back out. And we're always in that back of our minds, always wishing X the best. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I always wanted him to just, I, I want to see him again. I want to hear from him again. So when uh, when we heard about the verses and everything else he was going to do, I was excited. And then I think the Bath Salt song, he's on that too, right? With Swiss, um, Swiss Beat produced on um, Jada, um, Jay. Oh, Nas, yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. It's a song called the Bath Salt song. I need to hear this. You understand what I'm saying? Like, that's a Mount Rushmore on one track with Swiss produced. I need to hear more acts. I need to hear songs that aren't, aren't released. I mean, you know, I hate I hate, I hate this it to be like a, a Prince thing where we had just happened to hear material that, that he has and, and store it away. But, you know, I want his legacy to, to live on. But I hope so. I hope that people learn from this. Like, this is true art. This is true hip hop. You know, let's let this live on. And I hope the young generation appreciate this, appreciates this as well. Well, I'll tell you two things. One, this album is going to be legendary. Um, and he did get to finish it, they confirmed. So okay. that's, I'm, I'm waiting for this. Um, but two, what I didn't appreciate, honestly, and it's funny you just brought that up, Marquis, um, and I really hate to refer to the younger people as a young generation or whatever, but I definitely did see a lot of Twitter hate, confusion, insert appropriate word here, of younger people who I guess were not around for, are you opening now and laters? <laughs> I'm like, well, what the? Nah, anyway. He, 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 <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> um, younger people who basically, you know, weren't around like you just said, Hayes, as we were for his whole evolution, basically probably who might might have seen Belly might know, you know, party up and his more mainstream songs. And then they're like, yeah, did like, you know, so everyone wants to act like they loved uh, DMX now. And it was kind of like, you saw some industry greats really shutting these people down. Like, this is just ignorant. If you don't know, then don't say nothing at all. <laughs> like, so I don't know. I really do think we need to get to a point where there is some kind of appreciation for the artists that have paved the way or at least a pause and and a need to educate yourself if you see everyone reacting this way to the loss of someone rather than immediately assuming people are dick riders cuz that's what that was um so that was upsetting for me but and that, and that's yeah. one thing that that separates and I think this that's the difference not even to be ageist or whatever but that from our generation from the new generation whereas we had our moments where we were like these old niggas, but we still respected what came before. This generation exactly. now has no respect generally for the people that weren't big or major as they were coming up. Like they, they may know a couple of songs, like you said, they may know a couple of the artists that they influenced, but they don't really know what they meant to us as people. And so, yeah. and that's just, and that's not even outside. Of, that's just not, not with music. Like that's generally this generation, this new generation, fortunately the generation, my kids are a part of, don't really have that respect of what came before them. Like, hell, look at yeah. us. Isley Brothers were 
had probably 10, 15 platinum albums before any of us came into this planet. But we know their music like it was part of our generation. This new generation exactly. doesn't have that. Exactly. But that's because is we fault? have music. No. I mean, it's because we're oversaturated with hip hop, right? With so much. Anybody can be an artist now. That's the problem. You don't. Re- it doesn't require instruments. It doesn't require real soul and feel to make music anymore. Well, yes, but here's my thing, right? How do you guys, how did you know of Earth, Wind & Fire and the Isley Brothers? Your parents, right? Mm-hmm. So I think everyone needs to ask themselves, have they done their part in educating their kids and exposing them to the classics of hip-hop? Well, because I, I don't know if I would introduce my son to some songs about prison sex. I'm just saying. You get what I'm saying? Like, there's some songs you kind of... I mean, I've introduced my daughter to everything. And guess what? It starts conversations. And that's the thing. And Marquis, I get what you're saying with that. But at that same thing, look at how many songs we listened to when we were younger that now that we know the lyrics, we're like, God damn, our parents let us listen to that shit? Like, we we, we think... Our parents didn't know what we were listening to. Oh, well, fuck. My parents definitely knew what we (laughs) were listening to. Your parents did, yes. That's because your mom listened to it more than you did. Yeah. Well, my, mine definitely did. My mother... That's my what I'm saying. I said your mom, yeah. mom listened to it more than you did. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm selective. I let them hear it. Like, I let them hear the cursing. There's some things I know that will come up, but at seven, no. I don't want my seven-year-old to hear that. You get what I'm saying? Well, right. But as they get older, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't necessarily think I was, it. like, Rather letting Bree hear the horrible version then, but... When she got to her teenage exactly. years, it was That's like we throwing on some Nas. Yeah, because <laughs> like, I want them to hear it from me. That's you're absolutely right. That's what it comes from. I want them to hear that from me, and so I can explain it. So yeah, that is our fault that we're not explaining. But here's the problem: how many people are true hip hop aficionados? I actually appreciate it because a lot of people can't explain the difference between a rapper and a lyricist. How, how many people actually know? But the true, true, but that, that's that's teaching their kids. But that's separate that's too. Like question. that's separate. You can introduce your children to music from your era and have a respect for it and not necessarily be the biggest oh this what's the difference between wordplay and lyricism like you don't have that's not a necessary requirement to introduce people to music like what, what, what at least what i was talking about or what i was getting at with this is just the introduction to what the music means not breaking down being okay. able to say this is what makes somebody a great lyricist but this is what this is the song that means something to us now if they ask why and they want to have that conversation then of course break that down to the level that they can understand it but you don't necessarily need that to appreciate the music no, but like, for example, right, my daughter has actually come to me and admitted like she knows more than her peers because I put her on to like my era of hip hop. So like she'll hear things that are coming out now and she can bring it back to like what was sampled or where it originated from. And she said no one else that she knows really can do that. So that's a huge part of why this generation <laughs> doesn't have an appreciation or respect for the music of our generation. The, we're not doing what our parents did for us. Yeah. Baylor, if you ca- don't teach them, they won't know. <laughs> Baylor, to catch up, we were talking about DMX, and then we kind of got into, Mary had mentioned how uh, there were some younger people who mentioned on Twitter how people were dick riding that nobody really had love for X because they didn't understand the appreciation that we truly did have for DMX. But so that's kind of where we are now to just kind of catch you up. And we're talking about the younger generation, not having the same respect for the generation before them as we did when we were coming up. So just to kind of catch you up there. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't don't really listen to young cats. Uh, They don't know. They don't know. They don't know no better. And I didn't. I didn't necessarily grow up off of hip hip hop uh, because of my parents. It was just something. I think it was just the environment in, in general. You know what I mean? 
Definitely. where, you know, the people on the block was listening to it. The music was loud outside. They had parties outside, uh, right. house parties, you know what I mean? So, and but what did your quiet. parents listen to? I mean, you know, the earth, wind, and fires and, exactly. and, and things like that. So I got an appreciation for that. So that's one thing that they did teach me is to respect my elders. You know what I mean? So I guess... In a sense, yes. Uh, with us, I think, because we're not, you know, I'm 38, so we're kind of like in between. Like, we're old enough, like we're old, but we're young enough to understand how the generation, how the younger generation moves. You know what I mean? Uh, because we are the internet. We're, we're the beginning of the internet era. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? So it's like we adapt to what, we're still adapting to it, and we're still learning. They just cut, you know, the younger generation just caught on quick. But for someone to say that we didn't appreciate DMX, at one time we was all yelling that he was the greatest Mm -hmm. at one point. And he had, he had the crown and I don't think, I don't even necessarily think he wanted the crown. You know what I mean? Um, That was just a genuine human being right there. You know what I mean? So if I mean to say he's the one of the best artists of all time, that's down here to me. Up here, he's one of the best human beings we we've ever had. Mm-hmm. One of the most down to earth. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I don't think they understand. I think they just worried about the music. They don't understand the most popular thing about DMX is all these these crazy stories. Mm-hmm. That people have about him popping up at laundromats randomly. Yeah. You know what I mean? And things like that. The same thing they used to say about Pac. Pac could be out here with all these celebrities, but then you'll catch him in a dirty house party somewhere randomly. You know what I mean? And that's why I say we need cats like DMX, Pac, Nip, Big. You know what I mean? It's a reason why I only say those type of cats. Notice I ain't mentioned none of the cats that were still alive. Nothing against them, but you know when we lose somebody like that, we know it hurts for a different type of reason. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, and that's no disrespect to the Jays and and the Nas. And I look at Nas like, man, that should be that'd be a cool ass uncle. DMX would be a cool ass uncle. Snoop, cool ass uncle. You know what I mean? So, no, nah, I don't put no stock into what these young cats saying. They don't know what's <laughs> going on. Yeah. Well, what's crazy is you just put a bow around everything we just said and yeah. didn't even know it. <laughs> yep, yep. So, pretty much. Thank you, Baylor. Well, that's <laughs> it. Uh, let's move into the next one, and you know. Unfortunately, and I, we'll get into so a, a day or so after DMX passed, uh, we get uh, pictures and and Black Rob in the hospital. And he's actually homeless after getting out the hospital. And this can kind of go back to a conversation that we had a few episodes ago. Is that why is there nothing for rappers after their career? But what do you guys make of like Black Rob situation? Where he is, Marquee? I'll come to you first on this one. Um. It's fucked up. I think this they should do something like I, I believe they were talking about a hip hop union, right? Yeah. They were basically going to take care of their people oh. and everything. I think that's what should happen. I, I'll do a quick story, and I know I, I think I'm, I told you all about it. I did interview him in 2018. I was working on this project called The Rise, and we identified people in Patterson. I was I was partnering with somebody. We identified people in Patterson that were actually giving back to the community, basically. And what we would do is get on a stage. We actually had a, a little money from Rutgers University to do this. We had time, studio, and everything. We had a person editing the videos. So we were interviewing a bunch of people on a panel. So one of the people that we spoke to actually was a stripper, a former stripper. Then she ended up managing and owning the strip club. So we kind of interviewed her. She was introducing some artists. One of the artists, we also was from Patterson. She's, um, you know, a little heavy, but she had some mad, some mad skill. And she was opening for Black Rob and Keith Murray. So we had a chance to interview Keith Murray and Black Rob. And Black Rob in the corner, just chilling and everything, right? Just listening. And, you know, we're talking, I'm just asking, you know, what you, what you up to now? I think he had that song he was working on. He's about to, to work on a 
new album and I'm like, you know, what do you think of this this era of hip hop? You know, everybody's complaining about how young they are, you know, how, how they don't listen and blah, blah, blah. He's like, you know what? We were just like that. We didn't listen either. And we did what we wanted to do. So we just basically, they're, they're us. They're taking, they're learning from knuckleheads and do whatever they want to do with the, with the culture and everything. But you cannot knock it. This is the direction it's going to go in. If you're going to rock with it or you're not. And I was like, you know what? I respect that. So it was cool. He was just a cool dude. He was with his people. He had his black and mild in his ear. Had his white hat on, his jacket and everything in the corner. And to think the man is homeless, Diddy, where you at? Even Mark Cuban went back for, um, what's his name from Cleveland? Delonte um, West. Devontae Devontae West. West. You yeah. see what I'm saying? Like, he literally went there to get, where you at, Diddy? I hear too many stories of artists just fading away or thrown away. I guarantee you if he was a Master P artist, that probably that wouldn't happen. We could have a whole episode on Diddy's dirty dealings uh, with his artists. Like, <laughs> let's, just, uh, let's just be honest on that because there's, there's a pattern there. Uh, of of bad boy artists and where uh or the lack thereof of care that happens to them in the longevity of their career but that that's a story for another day Baylor what do you think about Black Rob's situation uh it's just exact what Marquise was saying I was actually thinking about it on a freeway on the way here I'm like yo Mark Cuban did go snatch up Delonte West after a few videos surfaced the internet I want to go snatch him up we hear Nor- uh, Noriega talk about it on Drink Champs all the time but it just talks, you know what I mean? And I feel like they're waiting on, it's like they're waiting on a record label or a company to come in and be the the backing of this this union that they want. When in, when in fact, I mean, y'all just brought up Diddy, and I wanted to be the I wanted to be the first one to say, "Yo, bro, where you at?" But then again, like I'm not about to be in Diddy pockets. You know what I mean? We already know we're smart enough to know that when it comes to the people that we grew up listening to and the quote unquote people that we I guess somewhat worship, the Jays and the and the Diddies and stuff like that. You know they have enough money, not even enough power, but they have enough money to push some shit together. Matter of fact, forget the money; they got enough influence. Mm-hmm. To get things yeah. kicked up, you know what I mean. But the fact that it's it's 2021 and it hasn't happened yet, you know what I mean. Uh, that says a lot about his uh, about his peers. And it was sad to see, especially after we just lost X. You know what I mean. So they definitely need a union. But you know, I mean, it just shows that you know some of these artists was just paychecks for the moment. You know, and and again. Um, we don't know what he was dealing with the time that he was gone. I mean, cause no details have come out, you know, but I'm pretty sure the people that he was rocking with in the past, know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, it, it's, it's just a sucky situation, Mary. I mean, there's not much to say that it hasn't just been, been said. said. I mean, I just feel like it really is a damn shame considering that Black Rob saved bad boy in 2000, <laughs> like for real. So... I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of lessons here, right? Like, a yes. I mean, obviously, it's like you as an artist. It's it's just a business, like you said. It's a paycheck, right? But then these artists also need to have some kind of money management. Like the first thing that they should, or again, if there was a a union or someone who actually cared, um, I think that the first person an artist should be paired with when they get put on is a financial advisor, so that they don't end up broke in twenty years. You know, um, but seeing him look sickly like that, I mean, I literally was, and I mean, I think that the theme of tonight's show is like old shit. (laughs) And I was definitely like squinting, like, was, who is that? Is that Black Rob? Like, he looked like Black Rob in the future. (laughs) Like, I don't know. It was really scary to see him like that. Not only did he look sickly, but he looked like he aged like 50 years from 
Marquis, the three years ago that you interviewed him. Like, yeah. so I, that really hurt my heart to see him like that. And I just hope that somebody helps him. I mean, I know there's a GoFundMe around. I'm not sure how legit it is, but. And, and that's the thing that needs to change with now we're at the place where the artists are more in power than ever. When Black Rob and everybody was coming up, that's still when the record labels were in charge. They didn't give a damn about teaching their artists financial literacy. They cared about their artists being big while they were so they can make them dollars and then find the next one but now that we're at a place where the artists are empowered the artists are the executives hopefully we we do reach a different place to where these artists now know more about the business to to end the longevity of how to make how to keep their money coming in whether it's through owning their masters or their own publishing or whatever else it is because that's what needs to change to avoid things like this happening um and so you can't you can't expect a, a a record company that's that's owned by an 80-year-old white man and all he knows is that he cuts the checks and he has a thousand A&Rs or whoever that, that do things for them to really be invested personally in each artist. But now artists are the owners now. And so hopefully this stuff starts changing. We don't see as much of this in the next 20 years. But this is our culture, though. This is not just hip-hop, though. This it, is athletes. true. You're Basketball right. players, football players. But it's us, though. It's yeah. us. Yeah. And then we don't find out until later on that I'm a kid watching these cats rapping these videos and, and, and playing in these games, not knowing that when they got put on, it's like everybody know back in the day when you got a record deal, that was like hitting the lottery. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? If you made it to the NBA, lottery pick, you know what I'm saying? That was major. You got to the NFL, that, but we don't know the contracts. You know what I'm saying? You don't know how much these cats is getting paid. They got they got agents they got to pay, agencies they got to pay. You know, and no family. Exactly. And we got that once we get on, we got to put everybody on. Put everybody we gotta on. Buy, yeah. We got to buy mama the house and stuff like that. And they spend they they spending their royalty checks on cars, houses, and and and, and jewelry. You know what and I mean? Taxes. But that, but this is what we was groomed into. This was what we was pushed to. And then, and here we are. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and Marquis mentioned taxes like hell, and a lot of times they're not even paying that. Um, I was just gonna say, and then that comes back to bite them in the ass. So, uh, mm -hmm. yeah, but uh, you know, and to segue, and uh, you know, not to 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 make light of it, but one thing you can't pay your taxes with is Usher bucks, and apparently Usher decided to try to throw his money on strippers. So this is just you know to, to add some levity like what the f what the fuck was usher thinking what the fuck was he thinking marquee i'm i'm, uh, I'm coming to you because movie. i feel like this is something you would do <laughs> that's two that's two nice i heard the greatest what was it um he figured he'd throw fake money because um they're throwing fake ass at him okay mm. Mm. So okay. I'm, I'm surprised we're still hearing about Usher. I thought it was part of a rollout, though. I was just about to say, I've been seeing conflicting reports about this story, so I don't even want to go too far down the rabbit hole. I, mean, I don't know what's still, going more. <laughs> it's, still, it's still fraud, but I thought it was part of a rollout. Um, and, and shout out to at Jelly Warbucks. She's, she's a part of the lunch break on Clubhouse. She actually came up with the Us Bucks term. Wow. So... Um, but she had got sus she there's a there's a conspiracy that Usher got her suspended on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> 
So Mizzy who got you suspended from Twitter <laughs> yeah. too? Nah, nah, that was, that, was, money. That, that was a thousand percent Twitter just being an asshole. But um, you know, know, I, money. yo, I mean, we need this rollout to roll out because it's not it's not looking good right now for Usher. But uh, yeah, yeah that's pretty good for Usher in quite a while. So that's not. Even I mean, Monopoly money got more value than that. That's true. <laughs> that is true. That is true. Um, <laughs> let's not uh, another thing. Uh, Kid Cudi uh, decided to wear a dress on SEL, uh, SNL, um, to mimic Kurt, Kurt Cobain, which a lot of people didn't even know that that's what he was doing. So, Marquis, uh, like, what do you what do you think about this tribute that Kid Cudi did? I'll say one of two things. Um, it's sad that people didn't know or recognize Kurt Cobain. That's a great tribute. I wonder how people felt about that, though. After they found out, did someone say, well, who the fuck is Kurt Cobain? Or, you know, what happened after that? That's sad, right? And that's funny. I, I respect the, him for doing the, it. When I first saw the image, I knew exactly what he was doing. And this goes back to what we were saying before. They don't have any respect for the generation that came before them. But go ahead. I'm sorry to cut you off. Well, we had a lot of old oh, you're absolutely days, right. too, so... Well, oh I mean, dare wait, I say, really, the black really quick, people really love quick. rock conversation is definitely it's more prevalent than ever. I, absolutely. Yeah. It's, oh, my God. Kurt Cobain, they created a whole genre because of him. You understand what I'm saying? Like, yeah. think about that. There's a whole genre created because of this dude. Oh, it yeah. might have been created before him, but he basically made it his, and they named it after him. This has got to be, again, Hip hop is dominating everything, and I don't want to take away from hip hop. I don't know. We don't. We don't. That feeling of soul, just soul in music, and this was my problem from the discussion we had last week with Earth, Wind, and Fire and Ozzy Brothers. There's not a re- appreciation for true art and music, and I, it hurts my heart that people don't recognize this. It's like, all right, we just see, but they they will recognize Satan sneakers. You know what I'm saying? Like that's that's a thing for them. It's sad. It really is sad. Well, what hurts my heart even more is that people don't recognize or have an awareness of Kurt Cobain, but they'll rock those Nirvana t-shirts from Forever 21. Mm. Like, Mm. so it's very, you know, again, there's a lack of awareness. That's what it is. Baylor? I think uh, the people that spoke against it are struggling with um, their conspiracies. Um, and I too feel like, you know, the first thing that they brought up was that look at the agenda again. There's an agenda. Uh, do I personally feel like there's an agenda? I do. Do I feel like Kid Cudi is a part of that agenda? I don't. You know what I mean? We just finished talking about two cats who definitely needs a hip hop union. Uh, he's the third one that needs to be a part of a union. You know what I mean? Because of what he's dealt with, with his personal life. I did not know about the... I did not know about the dress. You know what I mean? But I didn't go online and say, look, there they go again. They're doing it. You know what I mean? What I did was wait. I waited. And then I did some research. Not only did I do research, I had people send me pictures of Kurt Cobain in the dress. And I said, oh, okay. And, you know, I, and, and again, I've, I've dressed up like LL Cool J before. I have. Chess out. Mary. I'm pretty sure of that. Yeah. Rope chain, Mary. You know what I mean? Pants leg up, Mary. That's what Listen, I did. Kango. I was the pants Kango. leg up too. <laughs> I didn't get the Kango, but I will get the Kango in the future. But the thing is, it was a is it was a tribute to LL. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So I can understand it. Uh, but again, like you know, people is gonna have their, you know, they gonna do. They, people is gonna people. So, well, I do want to note that this became a bit of a hot topic in our Facebook group, which y'all should be following if you're not already. Um, and yeah, I mean, I have to say some of the, 
I was surprised, impressed even, by people who were catching themselves being, like, homophobic and mm. kind of <laughs> literally, like, giving themselves therapy in their comments <laughs> in the Facebook group. Um, so it was beautiful to see that. Of course, we did have a few kind of homophobic, you know, just uh, type of feedback. Right. Yeah. I mean, but... But it was really, like, kind of something to see, to see people like, well, my first instinct was to be homophobic, but then when I really understood what he was doing, I got it, and then felt bad and ashamed for being homophobic. <laughs> so. And the cool, and the cool part about it is I don't even, I don't listen to uh, King Kenny like that at all. So I'm not caping for him, you know what I mean? I just don't think the way y'all think is not accurate to me. I seen it, it, it was a tribute, and that's it, like, and y'all not checking for him anyway. Like mm-hmm. that too. That true. That's the cold part that about it. True. Like if if he if he didn't wear the dress, y'all still wouldn't have watched it. <laughs> and y'all didn't watch it. Y'all just waited for the they clip. They just saw the out. clip. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, but yeah, so that that's it. I wanted to put those last two things on there to kind of bring some levity to it. Well, we are going to get into our new music section. Yo, what up, man? It's the Geek Set Podcast, the only podcast that blend hip-hop culture and geek culture together. I'm your boy, Deuces. This is Lib. This is your boy, Bacardi. And make sure y'all check us out every other Tuesday on the UrbanMogulLife.com or any other podcast platform. Let's go. Uh, we got two t- songs to talk Well, One song, because I I refuse to call White Boy Summer a fucking song. Um, but, uh, Saweetie. I hate, I can't say her name for shit. Slow clap. Sweet. Who wants to take this one? Who, who wants to take this one away first? I will, okay. because I'm so sad about it. Um, First of all, it isn't Sweetie's song. It is Gwen Stefani's song. Sweetie's just featured. Okay. And so it's important to note that because honestly, I feel like Sweetie did the best she could with that material. <laughs> it was definitely bad. Um, even like Gwen Stefani is actually one of my favorite artists, even from when she was with No Doubt. How about that? But this was just beneath her too. Um, I yeah, I there's not too much else to say about it. <laughs> but I it would they could do better. How about that? But it's good to see them, and they both look fabulous. So I, we'll give I, them that. I love Mary always tries to pull something pot. This shit was fucking trash. It was terrible. <laughs> I don't want to hear it again. The video, like, if you got a, a a song called Slow Clap, the video needs to be nothing but cheekage the whole time. Gwen Stefani used to shake cheekage in slow motion. Used to shake her ass better than most video vixens. Oh, this shit was te- everything, top to bottom, fucking terrible. Well, there she's skinny now. She is. <laughs> she's like, there isn't much ass to shake. Well, shake her hips. I don't give a damn. I mean, Shakira so ain't had Shakira ain't had things had things ass in thirty years, weird. and she still shakes something. Come on, shake her hips. He said. <laughs> <laughs> he said, shake her hips. Marky, I feel like you got something to say with this, bro. Nope. I'm not getting back out of that. I'm good. <laughs> Baylor? Well, I'm, I'm not about to kick. I'm not. Look, I didn't finish the whole song. That's how bad it was to me. Uh, I, I don't care. Mm. All right. Yeah. I mean, for me, Sweetie is my daughter's favorite artist, and I actually enjoy her as well. And, yeah, so we, like, were hyped for this. And, you know, I thought it was such a great opportunity to have, like, old-school, new-school collab, right? Gwen Stefani, mm-hmm. Sweetie, and it was just... Yeah. Like that, we thought, both couldn't believe how bad it was. It was just yeah. uh, I thought that was like a dope I thought I thought it was a dope pairing. They just didn't have the song for it. That's all. Right. 
And right. and look, look, and and I know y'all, I know both of y'all listen to the show. I know y'all do. Uh, try let that shit simmer on TikTok first. TikTok will let you know if you got a hit or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There, yeah, yeah, pretty much. Um, yeah, this shit was fucking terrible. Uh, moving on from bad to worse. Chet Hanks, White Boy Summer. What the fuck? First of all, the fact I'm that he, right he now. I'm the, telling you right now, I didn't, I did not. I did not. Good. You shouldn't have. The fact that after he wanted to speak with a Jamaican accent, he didn't get canceled right then and there. I I fucking, the streets is dead. Like, that's just it. Like, and then you let this motherfucker come out with a song. The week after, he apparently, his his black girlfriend fucked his ass up. Like, this white, why? Why does this, why why does this happen? But who wants to take this one away? Because I'm just going to fucking complain. Marquis? Nope, <laughs> not again. Look, the, not the bullshit today. I've dealt, I've dealt with I'm a black lot of hip, hypocrisy. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not going to. No, bro, we just lost X. No, I'm not about to listen to that shit. No, no, I'm not giving it no streams, no spins, no nothing, no rights, no ribs, nothing. B, you get nothing. No. Mary, I feel like yeah, th- this was this was a, this was a topic you brought to us. You got to have more to say on this. Well, damn, you had to put me on blast. Um, okay, so here's the deal. Should Chet Hanks be doing this at all? No. However, I do feel like he, in his own way, is well-intentioned, right? Like, from the beginning, when he's like, yeah, I think it's going to be a white boy summer, but not like Trump-supporting fuckboy white boys. White boys like me, John B., and, you know, Jack Harlow. And then John B. hopped in and co-signed it. Jack Harlow, I think, has yet to respond. Um, I understood what he meant by that, right? And then he basically came out after with all these little rules about what it what will constitute a white boy summer. And one of the first rules was you have to love black queens. Um, so then he started the merch, right? And it obviously was white boy summer, but then it became black queen summer. Then it was like stop hate. Um, and then it became like he had one for every ethnicity. So I think he tried to course correct with that and make it where like this is a message of love. And then he started a challenge where it was like every group should wear each not their own T-shirt, but wear the others. So like the white boys wear black queen summer, black girls wear white boy summer shirts. I don't know. I saw what he was trying to do. But kind of like Baylor just said, it's bad timing, especially with everything that's going on in the world. It's like you can't even put something out there that's going to be remotely misconstrued right now. Like we need to not do that. So I think he means well, I do, but I do think it's just bad timing. And I don't know. I I just think I would have stayed away from that. Now, if we're talking about the song, the beat is sick. Everything else is <laughs> leaves much to be desired. But it starts off with black chicks scribbing on cars. You understand this? Well, so, no, he has all different kinds of chicks actually twerking true, everywhere. True, what but, are you doing? But people were ready to tear Jack Harlow ass for a black leg being in this album cover. That's a fact. Right. right. That is true. So he and he and he is well respected where he's from. A pass because he has a biracial daughter that he's always very proudly displaying. I don't know. But I will tell you this. Black girls love him. Love him. So. Jamaicans love him because they're giving him a pass. Yeah, they're white, man. Um, no. No, I'm sorry. His, somebody should tell his father. His father <laughs> needs to step in. 
Now, Tom Hanks can get, to, get invited to the barbecue. Chet Hanks, no, you can't come to the barbecue. So Tom Hanks is white boy summer, but not Chet Hanks. No, there is no. Tom Hanks is white boy. I refuse. There is no white boy summer. There is. There's not. I I will smack the shit out of anybody who says that shit around me. Any white boy who tries to say it's white boy mother, I will smack the shit out of you. I'm letting anyone know right now. This is what it is. This is what it is. Because of his because of his dad's resume, but because of his fuck ups, pops can't come to the barbecue. But I'll go take him a plate. Let's put it like that. Okay. Your son fucked it up for you. So so. Are you taking Michael Rappaport to play it as well? That nigga, no. no, that nigga got <laughs> For real. Hey, he out of here. And I forgot so, to put it in the news hey. list. Michael Rappaport Michael. officially Official. is on site if if I ever see Michael Rappaport. And, and you know what? It's not even it's not even because both me to me, him and KD, straight weirdos. But it's the fact that I felt like you baited him in because KD is known to be emotional and to respond to shit that he shouldn't be responding to. And then you put his business out there. You got to catch you got to catch these hands. You have to catch these hands and you cannot come on the block that we're throwing the barbecue on. Well, so time out. let's fast forward and tell the people about his latest shenanigans. Right. Um, lately, he's been wilding. Right. And I think this brings a lately. bigger conversation up that we probably don't have time for tonight. And maybe we should definitely th- think about giving it some thought and discussion later. But what is so allyship? The black delegation? Yes, what the black it? delegation will have a meeting of the minds. But like, what is allyship? Does that really exist? Because I would have, 10 years ago even, anybody would have considered Michael Rappaport an ally, right? Mm-hmm. Ever since his first movie, his introduction to us was this movie called Zebrahead. I don't know if everyone has watched it. I remember but, Zebrahead. Mm-hmm. All right. So he was a down-ass white boy. See, he was white boy Summer <laughs> in that in that movie. Um, I but, don't remember, but, 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 but remember higher learning, though. Well, right. But even then, he in all of his interviews around higher learning... He talked about how he felt it was really important to play that role to shine a light on, you know, the asshole skinhead culture and whatever. Like, he came out very much in support of black culture. Also, he was always really, like, down with the NBA, which we've agreed is kind of hand-in-hand with hip-hop culture and definitely black culture. So, you know, all of these things have kind of tricked us into thinking that he's on our side and he was an ally. And now lately, the things he's been posting are like in stark contrast to our mission here. And I'll just say most recently, right, he posted basically like a, black, a list of black-on-black crime that occurred in the past few days and then was like, yeah, NBA, MLB, all of you sports organizations, are you going to cancel the games here? Because people are dying, blah, blah, blah. And basically alluding to, like, it's not just at the hands of police, but it just seems like people only care when it's the police. So Dan Lathan called him out on Instagram and literally was like, look, gave a list of, like, how his behavior is peculiar (laughs) and very contradictory to who we thought he was. And basically ended it with, you know, you don't have to speak on matters of a community that you do not belong to. You could just choose to keep it moving, and then we wouldn't be looking at you sideways right now. But instead, you're choosing to use your platform, which was largely built by the Black community, to now throw salt in our game and cause confusion. Like, 
So he actually replied to it and was like, I don't know. It was weird. It was like gaslighting because he was not kind of confirming or denying it, but then was like, yeah, you could just text me instead of, you that's, know, that's his response to everything is you could just text me. But I think, th- so this, this is brings the statement of you either die the hero or you live long enough to see yourself become the villain. And that happens with a lot of people who are white people. And let, uh, fuck it. I don't give a fuck if I piss people off or not with this. A lot of white people who are welcomed into our culture, who we look at as allies, that shit eventually goes to their fucking head, and then they get too big for their fucking britches, start speaking on things that they don't need to speak on, and eventually put their foot in their mouth. Now, not to the level to where it seems always seems contradictory to being for the cause, but sometimes it's just like, uh, you shouldn't have been the one to say that. And this is the inherent Drum problem breeze. with... This is the inherent problem with inviting people to the barbecue, so to say, is that maybe instead of inviting people to the barbecue, let's take Baylor's statement. We can bring you a plate, but that plate has to continually be earned because the moment you fuck up, you ain't getting shit. Roseanne. <laughs> so what was the, um, and I, I'm, I'm going to quote this. I'm going to fuck this up. What Limo said about Captain America, everyone eventually forgets about the flaws, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody follow me. Everybody... Yeah, he, everybody eventually focuses on the strengths and forgets about the flaws until they do shit like this. There's, lately, like you said, he's been picking a lot of fucking fights, and this is how people, this is how they really think. Don't act like you know us when you you don't, you haven't grown up with us. You aren't Jerry a Jerry Jones? No, Jerry Jones was never for the cause. Slave let's not get that. This, slave master. Let's not get, yeah, he's always been slave master. But I'm sorry, continue. <laughs> I heard from a white person, they said there's people who are born white and people that just happen to be white. And the people that happen to be white are your allies, the ones who understand what the fuck is going on and like, yo, shit is fucked up. I'm here with you. I don't know what you've gone through. How can I help? The people that are white. Logic. Leave logic the fuck about. Leave logic alone, bro. That's my guy. Yo, leave logic alone. That's my guy. Yes, that's my guy, man. Shout out to logic. Who who, who recently came out of retirement too, but you know. Does that go for white teen as well yes of course yeah. just want to make sure we were on the they're side. probably the biggest culprits don't forget they, they voted for trump down there but anyway yeah i i do feel that way See, I, I, I don't i don't necessarily feel people can't truly really be allies i just think that um i understand why you think that so I'm, why you feel that way and you are very valid in feeling that. i'm not i'm not saying this in contrary to what you say i'm just giving my opinion on it is that i don't i, I think people can truly really be allies but i think that to do that, you have to realize that as much as you're out here defending black people and defending um, justice and all of that, you still get to go home and you can take that off and you still are white. We can't take this shit off. Exactly. Exactly. So. That's exactly the point. I mean, I don't know. I got to tell you, though, to me, a perfect case in point was in that movie, The Bronx Tale, right? When mm. <laughs> when Colodino was pushed, <laughs> it he, without even consciously being aware of it, was like, you fucking niggers. Like, even though he thought Jane was fly as fuck and, you know, clearly did have feelings for her and was clearly trying to help them in their moment of need, but there is, like, this ingrained (laughs) kind of racism towards black people that I feel like everyone who is not black kind of has. Sort of like people we know who post things on Facebook, make comments on, I'm moving on. You, way, you, 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 dirty bastard! Because I know exactly what you're talking about <laughs> and who you're talking about. And once Mary realizes who you're talking about, she's gonna kick your fucking ass. <laughs> oh man! Oh, I don't know. 
Mary, what were we talking about before we started recording? Oh, I think I know who it is. Yeah, okay. Uh, <laughs> anyway, we'll talk after. We'll talk after. That's that's a family meeting. We'll have we'll have that meeting afterwards. <laughs> but uh, so that's it on that. Let's get into uh, the segment that we actually, unfortunately, we skipped last week. My bad, Marky. I realized that in post editing, I'm like, I'm like, damn, I just I just shit all over my brother's segment. Black people like rock too. Presented by the one and only Marky. Go ahead, bro. Oh, oh, sorry, I just had to do some, you know, because we have to be respectful for Asians and everything. So, you know, uh-uh. put that out there. Edit that out. <laughs> oh, Jesus. No, what? seriously, we yes. got to take care of our people. Anyway, so. <laughs> Did you forget we Black air live now, Marquis? Do you forget that we air oh, live no. now? We're live. <laughs> I love the Asian culture that's not helping just stop stop. stop. please black people like rock too black people like rock too what do you have for us okay so to the last verses and i'm looking forward to 420 um after listening to the last verses when we basically heard music my question to everyone is when it comes to rock music is it dead is rock music dead because i look at the charts and we see hip-hop all over the place we see certain artists and they drop off past but some of the artists from albums that came out in the past two years and bailey you sent one the slow rush um father of all motherfuckers um green day uh bruce springsteen came out pearl jam acdc um the killers deftones like they're massive albums that came out and no one knows this so is it dead? Do we is hit is rock just No. It's it's it might be on life support. It's or, much... or we just we've just been paying attention to hip hop and R and B too well, much. Well no Fiona, it's... Fiona Apple. It's a lot like what we talk about with real hip hop, with lyricism and hip hop, with those artists that harp it back. It's not it's it's not dead, you just have to look harder for it sometimes. And I think the same thing applies to rock music. Like music in general is in such a transition point part where the the new generation is taking it over and making a whole new spin on it that doesn't feel much like what's familiar to us, but it's not dead. It's there. You just have to look harder for it. Okay, so... Do we know what any, like, streaming numbers are? (laughs) If we get canceled, I swear to God. What? What did I... Oh, man. Got okay. <laughs> sorry. Keep going, Mary. I'm sorry. Streaming numbers. I don't know. Manson came out. He had like he hit top twenty and then dropped. But he got his own issues. So I think um your boy um uh, Machine Gun Kelly came out with a punk album. Mm-hmm. Kind of went out like right away. Paul Z. I, that that did numbers though, didn't it? It died fast. It died fast. And Sir Paul McCartney came out with album. Nobody's checking for Paul McCartney. They should be. Oh. I'm not saying they yeah. should. They shouldn't be. They should be, but nobody's checking for Paul McCartney right now. Okay, I get what you're saying as far as looking for it, but what would people be looking for? If you're looking for hip-hop, you listen to, you know, um, The Baby and everything that's coming out, Jack Harlow, which is actual good hip-hop. There's a lot of good rock out there. Foo Fighters just came out with an album. They just got inducted. They, uh, did they get inducted yet? But they just got selected to be in the, the, the Hall of Fame, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. Nobody giving shit. Their album came out like a month ago. Uh, Evanescence just came out. I mean, wow. you know, but still. Yeah. I like Evanescence. But when's the last time you heard about them? But there was no build-up or anything for that. That's what I'm saying. Like, um... So, so I don't think rock has withstood. I don't think rock has evolved in the sense that hip hop has. Mm, we may point. not exactly like where hip hop has gone, but at least it's still around in some form. 
Yeah, I don't feel like I can say this. Done the same. And I can say this. I think it's become so easy to make an album so fast, you don't have to worry about instruments. You can make your own beats and everything, and you can put up put up a clip. That's a good point, Get too. famous on yeah. TikTok. You don't have to learn an instrument anymore. Mm-hmm. Right. It's yeah. true. And, and they're not making those corny-ass uh, teenage movies anymore that all those songs used to be attached to that I love watching. Scream. That, you know, um, what was that shit called? I forgot. Early 2000s. Got you. But yeah, that's that's with black people like Little Rock too. If if uh, you guys have any suggestions for any rock albums that we should listen to, because maybe I missed something. Um, please, yeah. So to just <laughs> you say on, on Machine Gun Kelly's first, it was the first rock album in over a year to top the Billboard Top 100, and it also was certified platinum. Which one makes it come in? Huh? Wow. So really? I mean. Yeah, I mean, and that's the thing. I understand that, like, often when we don't hear about stuff, it's easy to think that it came and went. But I really think with the way people consume music now, they consumed it, a lot of people did, and they moved the fuck on. But it 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 made its, I mean, certified platinum and number one, the first rock album to be well, number one in Billboard Top 100 in over well, a year. Go ahead. So He did transition from a hip-hop artist to a rock artist, had a beat, had beef with Eminem. It was also on these labels, so there was a buzz. But no, because this album sold over 100,000 more copies than Hotel Diablo did in its first week. Also on a soundtrack, too. One of his songs is on a soundtrack. Uh, that, uh, a movie the something. Power movie on uh, with Jamie yeah, Foxx. So he, had, he already had a buzz, so it's, it was already there, set for him. I don't, yeah, I, don't, I don't think he had as much of a buzz after the Eminem beef as people think he did. Because his first album after that did about. first first album after that did shit. That was a rush though. That shit was horrible. That shit yeah, came out like it was. A, it was like what six songs with that Diddy produced. Well, no, no, I'm, no. I mean the whole the album the joint. But yeah, I, I get what you're saying. Um, he went he went platinum and niggas is not checking for him. So yeah. on the rock album because man, it's man, 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 man line numbers don't, but you still try. <laughs> <laughs> Which is still, I still can't believe people said Kill Shot was whack. I don't even think they listened to the lyrics, but that's a story for another that. day. Bro, you know what? we we will that no, we'll, yeah. stop. I, I I gotta learn when to stop us because we will go down that rabbit hole and be talking for that about that for twenty minutes. So let's get into off, off that. Hit out that guy, pot killed. <laughs> let's get Sorry, let's get into the TV and film section. Snowfall. This was the episode of why Franklin is the baddest motherfucker on the planet in the in that universe the fact that you saw when when he got that phone call that he put it together that that girl was playing both sides and you could and this is why this is why I can't I I wanted to see him cast as the new black panther because his non-verbal acting is some of the best that I have seen period all the thoughts and emotions that went through his mind when he hung up that phone were conveyed in his body language, his facial reactions, and the way that he looked at her when he when when she said his name. He didn't have to say a line. We didn't have to get a period of, I, well, I think she, I think she's not loyal. Like none of that. We knew exactly what his whole thought process was that went through that and made the whole fucking episode. I know. Just jumped headfirst into it. Mary Snowfall. We always come to you first on Snowfall for the recap. Go go with it. No, I mean, I think you just really said it, right? Like, and it's funny because in last week's episode, which we recorded probably as Snowfall was airing, right? Mm -hmm. Like, so we hadn't seen it yet. Um, I think, Baylor, it was you that was like, yeah, I don't trust this girl. (laughs) And we were like, yeah, she's an op. Like, so it's weird. That was one of our predictions that actually did come to fruition. 
Um, yeah, I'm kind of wondering outside of that situation, I'm curious if they're going to show us killing her. One thing I want to note is show him killing her. Snowfall is getting gory. Mm -hmm. Like the whole fat back getting murdered scene. I was kind of like, eh, (laughs) like it's starting to feel Shonda rhymes ish with, with how they're like showing the actual goriness. Um, so outside of that, I'm kind of curious about what becomes of Franklin's dad and his mom. Cause you can tell that his mom is kind of considering taking the dad up on that offer of running away to Cuba. Um, honestly, I feel like if Franklin knew what was good for him, he'd probably be planning to do something similar soon. Um, because when we've said this before, right, there's like two ways out of this. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I think that what happened to Wanda <laughs> Like, is she just, is she still clean? Like, I'm hoping so. Um, And I don't know. I still feel like, and I love Leon. He's one of my favorite characters, um, honestly. And I feel like we've seen his growth as an actor so much in this show. Um, Sorry. Um, However, I feel like there's no way that you do all the dirt that he's done accidentally and intentionally, and then you just walk around scot-free. And it's funny because right before we hopped on, um... You know, the character, the actor that plays Leon, Isaiah John, was on a live with Damson Idris. And then um, when Damson hopped off, Leon, the you know, Isaiah's uh, siblings hopped on. And honestly, they're hilarious and they need their own YouTube channel or something. Mm-hmm. But everyone in the chat was like, does Leon die tonight? <laughs> So I think everyone kind of feels the same thing. It's like, it's a little unrealistic to really think that he's just getting away with all this. And then lastly, and obviously the biggest kind of, I think, lingering question is Louie. What's going to happen with her, right? Like, it seems like she's going to make it. She's stable. And I got to tell you, I didn't see that twist coming at all. Like, I didn't think she would be killed. Well, shot anyway. Mm -hmm. Um, But I do think this is now setting Jam and Jerome off into a dark place. And I don't know, my prediction is that man boy is about to get got tonight, even though I'm going to miss him. (laughs) But... Man boy is a good character, isn't he? He is a good character. He is. But we need Jerome more. (laughs) So, So, if man boy gets got tonight, somebody has to go down with him. Is Jerome also going to die? No, man, man, shit. Okay. No, you can't take both of them out. I wouldn't be surprised, bro. But go ahead, go ahead, Baylor. The reason why I say you can't take both of them out because it's going. It, one of them is going to keep the gang wars going. You know what I mean? And all right, maybe problematic baby mama because mm. she needs yeah. to go. Mm. That's, <laughs> that's true, and that's true. But that's that's why I say I I somewhat disagree that Leon is walking around sky free because every chance they get, they try to take him out. And the thing is, um. He's one of my favorite characters too. But the reason why I said he gotta go is because it's universal that if you take one of mine, I have to take one of yours if I can't get you. Mm-hmm. And they've been trying to get him. They even set up a meeting like, yo, we need that. But if he doesn't go down, you're gonna see more and more people on Franklin's side get hurt. That's yeah. a fact. That's just how I it agree. goes. I agree. You know what I mean? When when and I hate to bring this back up, no, I'm not gonna do that. But yeah. Okay. Well, baby mama, though, must be stopped because she's really causing. She's getting more and more reckless. More and more reckless as it goes on. Look, watch this, though. As she should. Right. Oh, yeah. As she should. As she should not have been with her child with a bunch of gangbangers. (laughs) How about that? 
That too. Um, I was surprised that Reed kind of just came back on the scene and was like, I told you I'd be with you till the end, Franklin. And it was I like, I didn't bring that up. Yeah. Hey, right? Like, Reed, Reed is the physical headache that I be having. Like, he just looks stressed out all the time. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, he got to get it. He need a new profession. He need to work at, like, Best Buy or something like that because this <laughs> this CIA shit not working out for him. Like, golly, it's not enough edibles to get over the shit that he dealing with. Yeah. I thought he was going to be more pissed, though, about the, the reporter situation and Franklin's dad snitching. I mean... Franklin's dad I'm so go. I'm so mad. I'm so mad at his dad, bro. And you being a black man... But you know what? I mean, that is a testament to the storytelling of this show, right? And much to your point before, Hayes, a lot of it is visual and not even spoken, right? And I think that when he started seeing how the community was dying at the hands of what Franklin is selling, Mm -hmm. it made him feel like, I can't just sit here and watch this. Like I I totally understand that. And I'm with him, actually, with that. You still got to go to your son first. Yeah, I agree. You still got to go to him first. Listen, snitches get stitches and wind up in ditches in my book, so I would have never snitched no matter what. But Look look at Mary with the bars. Beat. She be dropping them. Sorry, (laughs) guys. I got two things to say. All right. I'm going to make mine quick. Um, yeah, that ominous smile. Oh, that's that's so eerie. And I love that. So I got a third option for you, Mary. Um, one thing that could happen with, with, um, with our main character. Uh, what happens if he ends up in the CIA? Yeah. Could happen. Could happen. I don't know. I feel like, I don't know if y'all saw White Boy Rick, but that I, doesn't... Oh, thank you, Mary. This is why. Here's why. You're probably my doppelganger. I was right? just thinking about White oh Boy God. Rick. They're going to do him the that's same weird. way. Yeah. Here's why. Here's why. There was foreshadowing in season two, the last episode, where he was in class to go end up in the CIA. That little alternate universe. Right. Mm. Where he met Teddy. Yeah. That's where I think that's going. That is true. Foreshadowing. That's what I think that that's episode a good was point. for. I think that's how it's going to end. I mean, if this were based in real life, then no. And I mean, for those no. who haven't seen no. White Boy Rick, they didn't give him that deal. And Homeboy just got out of jail now, <laughs> like 30 years later. So. Oh, yeah. After he, he helped else? them and was an informant and all that, so we might we might have to let white boy Rick in the picnic because he might shoot that bitch up. <laughs> so we'll we gonna, trade him for Michael. Yeah, Rappaport. yeah, yeah. We'll let him in. He, <laughs> hey, yo, and he did heavy time too, and he got a black daughter. So this know. is true. Mm. <laughs> We're not gonna do that because because uh, you know we a lot of people have black daughters. No, he got a black daughter and he'll shoot. He's talking about Chet Hanks. Oh no, we ain't. Yeah. We ain't. <laughs> <laughs> no, right. and why you bring John B in this? John B been with us. Leave him alone. <laughs> John, well, John, John B is having white boy summers. So. John, John B is in is in yeah, the, the the barbecue invite hall of fame. Um, John, hey John B, John B was so good. Like I'll be like, you know what? He light skin today. He not he he light skin today. <laughs> All right, but that's it for Snowfall. Another the <laughs> next thing that we have in this section is the trailer that I wanted you guys to watch. And this is for a film called Monster. It's based off the novel Monsters. Actually, was originally a film called All Rise. It's actually was filmed released in 2018, but it's getting a re-release to the masses at this point. Did you guys get a chance to watch the trailer? Yeah, I watched it. All right. Well, who wants to take this one away first? I ain't gonna do, shout out to Nas. do the same thing that uh yeah, shout out to Nas though. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Nas. 
might have just made another hundred million dollars a day, but go ahead. <laughs> I just finished watching uh, them on uh, Amazon Prime. Mm-hmm. How all, is it? uh, all is good to me. That's just um, terrible. People gonna people gonna find ways to pick it apart, but it, 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 it was solid. It's just terrible. Um, this is gonna be another film that just pissed me off, just like them. Mm-hmm. That's all. It That's is. exactly the impression I got too. And can I tell you, I you know I don't like scary things, right? So I've. Them has been intriguing to me, but then my daughter actually showed me um, a video that someone made where they were like, them is like, do not watch. Like, there was a scene where the woman is being raped. I mean, sorry to, I don't think this is a spoiler, but, and then her baby, basically like white people put her baby in like a knapsack and basically like beat it until it starts bleeding from the brain and like i'm sorry that kind of shit is triggering for me like i'm not watching that so them is not on my list i'm definitely not watching it yep thank you mary uh yeah i'm not Um, watching it (laughs) yeah that thank you mary for just yeah thank you i'm good um yeah but as far as monster the trailer (laughs) 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 read that clip (laughs) Leave it up to us. Look at you to find a gym out of uh, <laughs> Look at you to find a gym. Always looking at the bright spot, right? I it's guess triggering. I didn't even know it. But PTSD flared up. Panic you know, attack. You know what? That soundtrack <laughs> fire. After she shuts down Starbucks, here's a latte. Cool cream. <laughs> Got it. Got I'd rather enjoy a skinny vanilla latte after threatening everyone in Starbucks. Anyway. Did I get your name right? Your name going there? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Take it away, Hayes. Take it away. <laughs> I, I I don't even know. Like this was, I I, this was, I thought this was going to be a beautiful moment for us to talk about this trailer, and somehow we've now Mary has got her new nickname, nickname uh, Skinny Vanilla Latte. That is Mary's new The Breaks Radio nickname. Um, y'all check out the trailer for Monster. I don't know what's going on with my people. Somehow we went like from Monster to to Skinny to, Vanilla Latte. It is absolutely racist. That is absolutely how I meant it. Um, <laughs> I, I, I do want to see if Nas' character in this movie is the same one in Belly. If it is, I'm gonna be pissed off. I'm going back down here. <laughs> I got shot in the leg. Y'all take the damn trailer out. Uh, I'm trying. I'm trying to move to Jamaica. You know, start over. Nah, just me and you. Oh, I hate all of you bastards. I hate you guys with every fiber of my being. I'm too cool to be upset, man. Pass me the the blicky. Okay. So, uh, that's it for that. Being a mom is probably the most rewarding thing that I've ever done. I have my own company, but I'm a mom first. A younger mom, it's not an experience like any other. When you're young, you're growing with your kid. You're growing into that identity. Developing and creating a community of moms that are basically sharing information with one another so that we can be stronger moms. Perfect imperfection, beautiful chaos, doing the best you can every day, falling down nine times but getting up ten. As long as you are led by love, you kind of can't lose. Moms coming together to share information so that we can be great parents for our our children. Us being the change we wanted to see in the world. Yum came into existence. We have our last topic for today, and that is the announcement of our, uh, it's officially, we'll be kicking it off next week. Uh, we were going to kick it off this week, but everybody got their shit to me late. Thanks, Mary. Um, but uh, 
<laughs> the Sweet 16 diss track brackets. We got all the so we're gonna announce the number one seeds. We'll I'll release the bracket sometime between this and the next episode, and then we'll vote on the on the first round um next week. But at least our number one seeds. I, I and I don't know if anybody's gonna be pissed off by this by these ones. But taking all of our number one seeds into consideration, Ether was the easy number one seed. Mm-hmm. Hit him, hit him up is also number one seed. No Vaseline mm-hmm. is also number one seed. That was almost universal. Absolutely. This, this fourth one is the one that it was either going to be um, takeover or lost ones. And lost ones won. So lost one is also a number one Lost seed. ones won over takeover? Oh, yeah. We really about to piss some folks off. That's so this, so those really? are the number Ooh. one seeds. Others, others. Yeah, yo, really, it's going to be Jay-Z fans to tell you the truth. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. They, they, yeah. Be, hey, they fight amongst each other so much. Yeah, Jay Z fans are, are really funny people. Like it's just interesting when Jay Z fa- like. Let I me mean, not say Jay Z fans because I'm a Jay Z fan. Like- but Jay Jay Z fanatics when they get involved in shit, it's a fucking hot. And ass the only man. reason why I said that it, that they will argue over this is because when I bring up Ether and touches somebody, <laughs> they they get a little offend, offended. Uh, they bring up Takeover to counter Ether. They never That's bring up. Lo- they never bring up Lawson. But that's right. Right. I was gonna say technically though, ether ethered the takeover, <laughs> like that one. I look. But see, in there, some I'm people's opinions, in some people's opinions, some people think takeover is a better diss than ether. That conversation yeah. has been had. That, that and I'm not saying I like do. You said some people. Some people. But most yes. people. <laughs> no. <laughs> Because those are I mean, I mean, we we know we know that ether ethered, <laughs> you know what I mean. But they bring like, up takeover all the time. It was now, so bad that there was a sheather. You understand what I'm saying? Like, yo, the you, intro. You use it in a sentence. You use it in a sentence. Yo, don't make me ether you. That's how bad shit is. You understand? <laughs> hey, I'm not gonna lie. I'm fucking Urban Dictionary right now. <laughs> Ether, Ether needs to belong to uh, Nas. He need that should he should own that word because I didn't know about it before he sell an NFT of it. Yeah, yeah. Marquis' uh, brain is already. I, you already know. I saw that. Nas, hit me up, bro. We can work this out. <laughs> Here we got Coinbase. Y'all know the valuation this, is there. This bro. is one Come of the on. brackets that I'm really excited for because it's it's. I, and I don't know if over the next week we need to find a criteria about what we're going going to judge them on, but. It's just going to be interesting conversation. I, I could see most of these being disagreements, um, but it's it's going to be fun, and I really can't wait. We got to we we, we got to come up with a criteria because I already know where the Jay Z fans is going to go. I know exactly oh where they're going to go. And the sad I'm part about say, this- I am also a Jay Z fan. If Nas is not a part of the conversation, so I don't think I will not tolerate Jay Z fan slander. Well, that's why we so, Jay Z stands are different. Go ahead. Here's the problem, though. You got to realize the who's going to be voting on this aren't going to recognize or appreciate no Vaseline. Um, I already, I already, I seen that before. No, and the the bridge is over. And the reason why the reason the reason why I say I I disagree with that is because part of the people that are going to be voting are the people that which we haven't promoted. The Breaks Radio has a Facebook group. Go and check it out. But the people in our Facebook group, I think, are absolutely going to appreciate those tracks that you just mentioned. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, I'm excited to see the feedback. Hey, they there's there's we'll talk about it. I'm we'll actually more it. hyped for when we get to the later brackets because that's yeah. when the true hip hop heads will prevail. Yeah, 
You know what I mean? Everybody oh, hey, knows Ether. We, we got to come up with the criteria. We have to. Okay, that's so, a lot. And this, and so we may refine this more outside, but just to to have this conversation on the podcast so people can at least know where our heads at once we do announce the criteria next week with the first round. Uh, lyricism has to be a part of it. Okay. Shock value. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, how much do you guys think the response to the diss track matters in the criteria? It because matters. it to me, like with Ether. I mean, yeah, Jay-Z responded with Super Ugly, but there's no fucking responding to an Ether. And there's another song. There's another song he dropped that no one can find. See, nobody gives a fuck. Like, Because he buried it. <laughs> like, no, there was a second song. If you, there was, No one can find this song. There was a second song he did. A second there song from who? From Jay? Yeah. There was a second song at, right around Super Ugly. He dropped two songs, but no one can find that. Look that up. I promise you. Oh, yeah, that is true. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He's right. He's right. Okay, okay. He's right. Uh, and I love uh, and I love that that Baylor put on here. I, I don't know if it's gonna make the final sixteen, but three hundred bars and running. <laughs> hey, hey, let me tell you the only reason why. And that took out. I had bomb first right there. I had mm. bomb first right there, but I took it off. So we'll get into this next week. I'm really excited for this conversation. We'll figure out the criteria, announce that with the first round. Be on the lookout for that. But that is it for this episode of The Bricks Radio. Go and give me your social media. Any parting words? Miss Mary Almonte, take it away. Well, you just said my social media handle, <laughs> at Miss Mary Almonte, on all social platforms. And follow at Young Urban Moms and Just Spice with a Y TV show um, to hear me talk my shit further. And my parting words are... Teach your kids about hip-hop, people, so we won't have this ungrateful, uneducated, unaware generation that we seem to be stuck with right now. No hurt. Yes, it is. (laughs) (laughs) Baylor? Uh, At Baylorism on Twitter, at Baylor the Great on everything else. And my parting words is... Um, it was a dad joke. I'm not gonna do it though. You gotta do it. You can't I'm do not that. gonna do it. I'm not gonna do it. I, oh. I put it on. I put it on Twitter anyway. I, I didn't think nobody liked it. Mm. So just say it now. Come on. You're not going to take me to jail for a piece of salt and a battery. Right. I saw that, and I I'm, I didn't get it. Say it. Say. Listen to him. Say. It. Say it out loud. Assault and, and battery. battery. Got it. That was cute. <laughs> Good job. Boom, boom. <laughs> Marky. So just to put it out there, on OK Player, there was something that basically Jay-Z accepted his loss to Nas during ETH Takeover versus Ether Feud. So for all you Jay-Z fans, <laughs> Jay-Z did put it out there that he accepted that that L. Just wanted to make sure that we were clear. I can't. I will not. <laughs> Empire Media Group, uh, don't hit me up. You see the overwhelming response. I'm tired of stay out of my DMs. I didn't need to see your pics. None of that. Go ahead. You can follow me at CEO Hayes, the CEO H-A-I-Z. If I have any parting words, it will be watch who the fuck you invite to the barbecue. You can follow us collectively at The Breaks Radio. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, thebreaksradio.gmail.com. If you want to leave us a voicemail, you can do so at 614-547-2039. We are the number one hip-hop podcast around, period, point blank. And this week, we out. Peace. Leave that doge alone. <laughs> Something new. Stop, drop, shut them down, open up shop. Oh, no, that's how rough fighters roll. Stop, drop, shut them down, open up shop.
try. Niggas wanna lie. Then niggas wonder why. Niggas wanna die. All I know is pain. All I feel is rain. How can I maintain with that shit on my brain? I resort to violence. My niggas moving silence. Like you don't know what I stylish. New York niggas the wildest. My niggas is with it. You want it? Come and get it. Took it, then we split it. You fucking right, we did it. What the fuck you gonna do when we run up on you? Fucking with the wrong crew. Don't know what we going through. I might have to show niggas how easily we blow niggas. Let me find out. It's some more niggas. That's running with your niggas. Nothing we can't handle. Break it up and dismantle. Light it up like a candle. Just cause I can't stand you. Put my shit on tapes. Like you bustin' grapes.